So welcome back to the Good Better Best podcast, where your best will always be good enough. I'm your host, Aniv, and with the audacity to come back after two months, <laughs> I feel like people hate me at this point, but you know, I'm here and I'm trying to get through this. I'm hopefully creating more content, so yes. please don't hate me. But I have another special guest with me, and this is going to be an amazing episode, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, and we're going to get into it. Um, so here's an episode. It's an extension of the Representation Matters series. I finally mm-hmm. found someone um, in a different field <laughs> who could kind of shed light. Um, so, so far, we had, I think we had something on healthcare. We had social and community development. So this one's like finding your path through social work and entrepreneurship. So, mm-hmm. you know, a double, a double gift. Since uh, for my absence, um, and then we'll get into it in right about now. <laughs> so, welcome, Chelsea. Thank you for agreeing to do this podcast episode. So, <laughs> I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. So, who are you? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um, and yeah, let's start from there, and then I'll get into my last one. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be on this platform. I always listen to your podcast, so it's great to be on the other side as well. Such an honor. But yeah, my name is Chelsea Davenport. I am Guinean Jamaican. I'm okay. 24, you know, big up to the island and Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Best of both worlds, if you ask me. Um, yeah, I live on Western Road. Shout out Western Road. <laughs> and I am a social worker. A community researcher and you know an entrepreneur because we gotta pay them bills. So <laughs> we, we gotta do it, you know. My hair needs to be done, lashes, nails. <laughs> got knees. I need exactly. to make sure I'm debt to pay, pay off. <laughs> that will forever make so I overextend myself in so many areas, but I also do it because I'm really passionate about you know the work that I do in my community. Aww, that's cute. <laughs> No, but it's actually really amazing. And I feel like we find ourselves like overextending ourselves in so many different areas, especially community work. But lastly, and then we'll wrap up the introduction part. So a word that best describes you? Um, I would say I'm definitely passionate. (laughs) You know, if I'm passionate about... My friends, my family, my culture, Mm -hmm. the work that I do. I always just bring my passion and energy, I feel like, in every space. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. that would probably be me. You you have an infectious energy about you. (laughs) No, but that's actually... That, there goes that cute word again. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. No, 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 no. But that's actually really important. So we're going to kind of dive into this. So making your way through the social work field. Mm-hmm. So take us through the moment you decided to social work was it. That was for you. And then you're going to complete a bachelor's and then later a master's in the field. Wow. Okay. I actually, when I left grade 12 or that period of time when you go to, like you're applying to school, I didn't know I wanted to be a social worker. I I thought I wanted to get into medicine and nursing just because I took all the science courses and I thought like the only way you can make money or be successful (laughs) is to be in the medical field because that's all I saw like my parents everything they just said like oh either be a lawyer or like a doctor (laughs) right or a nurse yeah so that's all I really knew and that's Mm -hmm. what my friends were doing as well so I was like okay let me take all these sciences and I wasn't bad but I wasn't Mm -hmm. good right so I was just coasting (laughs) no actually yo that's the word that's the word I was just I was, just, I was just there, right? I was no. just existing. I was just, like, memorize the human body. But did I really care? No facts. I don't know if I really cared. I was just memorizing it, trying to produce the the numbers. Um, <laughs> produce the numbers. I love it. <laughs> you know, I needed a certain average, and that's all, right? No facts. Um, so I applied to, I think, like, four nursing programs, and then one social worker, just because one social worker, just because I had to fill it. It was so random. I was, Why are you, like, zapping me? That's exactly what I did. Really? I, this is actually crazy. For the same? Yo, this, no, I didn't want social worker, but, like, more so, like, still in the health field okay, so okay. I did like all the social work bridging programs so I'm like I want to do George Brown and Ryerson Centennial what? Ryerson that right Seneca and York I was like I thought I was going to be a doctor I'm not a doctor sorry a nurse. <laughs> nurse could ever be um, <laughs> can't even attain I did a whole placement in grade 11 I was like you're going to be a great nurse one day Same. I turned around and I don't know what it was like I kept like I like I nearly failed biology mm-hmm. I nearly failed chemistry. I don't even know how I got into global health. They really <laughs> weren't checking for the grades after you graduated. So, I just wasn't getting in. I, I, I was getting rejected le- rejection letters in, like, August. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, knew my, I knew my faith was over there. And I just couldn't. Like, I don't like... 
I don't like sentences. Yeah, me either. Like, bring it, mm, But we didn't know anything else. That's like, true. No one exposed time. like yeah. anything, any other field. It was because you know what it was. I don't know if your school was like this. It, it was so competitive around life sciences. Yes. You know, my mom wants to be to be in this field and that field. Yeah. So I was just kind of like going with the flow of like Same. the majority rules, right? Like everyone's, I want to be a nurse. I'm like, oh, I want to be a nurse too. But I just didn't mm-hmm. know. Why? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I knew I wanted to help people, you know, right? I, I was like, that, I, yeah. I just want to help people, and nurses help people. You know, like, I was 17 years old. How am I supposed to know exactly <laughs> what I want to do? No, 100%. And guidance counselors are also, like, a, a must, like, pushing you, like, you know, maybe this is not something that you want to mm-hmm. entail and, like, go in that direction, especially if they, like, they hunt you down for your marks. Like, if they yeah. touch my I had to do biology twice, because, like, um, you, you proud of that 50-something? <laughs> <laughs> that reality check hurts. <laughs> that reality check hurts, and I'm like... Like damn the audacity, but like, <laughs> also like kind of like true to way, but like that's all I knew. Yeah, it's all we knew. It's what everyone around us was doing, mm-hmm. so it just seemed like the easiest route to like be successful and happy. But I believe that God works in mysterious ways because if you didn't get that fifty, you know, yeah. in biology, like who knows? You could have put yourself through nursing for no reason. Like I feel like we're supposed to be where we are, right? Exactly. Like it all worked out Bye. for a reason. So for me, uh, what happened? How did I pick the social work? <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So I, I in, that, in my grade 12 year, it was really hard for me because I lost my mom. Oh. And um, I had a social worker at school. Like, the first thing you do when you lose, like, a parent is they um, link you up with a social worker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went in. It was this white woman. And she just, like, stared at me. And <laughs> she was like, oh, like, sorry for your loss. Whatever. And then she starts asking me, like, questions about my life. And, you know, um... You know, we just learned maybe there's a coping mechanism. Like, I can fake it till I make it, right? 100%. So, I just lost my mom. I'm 17 years old. Oh. In my grade 12 year, of course I was hurting. Of course I was sad. Of course I needed therapy. Like, mm-hmm. naturally, you know, that grieving period, I'd never experienced something like this before, right? So, mm-hmm. I definitely needed it. But I was just, she, like, didn't understand me. And she just let me go. I had one session. She's, and she wrote, like, Chelsea's perfectly fine. She does not need therapy no or counseling. Way. And I never went back again. And she just asked me, like, oh, are you involved in school? How are your grades? All of those things were still good. Mm-hmm. But I used that to, like, cover up my actual pain, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I was getting good grades in school. And I was still involved. But I wasn't actually dealing with, like, this trauma of losing my mom. And so when I had that experience with her, I just realized, like, <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> These are why social workers ain't it. Like, I was broken. A mess. Like, it could have been way worse if I didn't have my community and and other family members um, to, like, rely on. But it could have been so much worse. And that really inspired me, like, that experience of having, like, such a bad social worker. I was like, wait a minute. Like, there's something here that I can work with this. I can do something with this. So, yeah. That's how I got into social work. And I don't regret it. (laughs) Nah. You're basically, you can't do your job. No. (laughs) Let me do it. Yeah. This is actually ridiculous. You know what's so funny? Like, we'll get into that larger conversation about, like, the problematic side a little bit. Because mm-hmm. it's just, some people do not need to be doing the work. No. <laughs> like, you do not. Don't. You're actually inherently harmful. Yeah, literally. <laughs> toxic. The fact that she even said in the report is like, you're good, you're fine. Oh, my God. She looks like a help, like, just yeah. a regular human being that didn't have any trauma inflicted or any, like, Mm-mm. wasn't even grieving. Yeah. And just, just pass it off like that, like a file. <laughs> That's actually, oh my God, we got we to gotta get into it. So then what, now that I know a little bit of why you want to do your bachelor's, and you're like sticking through it and you're like, okay, okay this is what I need to do. This is my calling. I need to, mm-hmm. I need to make sure my community is good. This is actually too messy. <laughs> so what made you like progress into that journey to completing like a master's? Like mm-hmm. what was that kind of your last year of your bachelor's like? Yeah, I think um, my last year, I realized that I love talking one-on-one with people, but mm-hmm. I just, there's so many systemic issues that we need to address before. I even feel like I have the time or capacity right. to get one on one. So I was like, what avenue, what area can I go in that allows me to look at those systemic issues every single day, you know, and devote my time, my energy, and resources into really like dismantling systems or like tackling some of these uh, bigger issues in terms of like education, policing and whatnot and I realized like the bachelor's degree wasn't enough like I still had more questions I still had more things I wanted to read and do so Mm -hmm. I was like let me go to my master's and see where it leads to me leads me to Mm -hmm. so in your master's of social work you can either do um, like more counseling frontline work or you can choose like to do research policy area Mm -hmm. and so I chose the research policy side of it so that I could kind of like get a different view perspective and build that skill set because I realized there needs to be more you know, young black people in those spaces too. Okay, she's like, let me populate it. Started with exactly <laughs> with the line, and that kind of leads me to my next point. Like, in terms of because you're in research and 
doing research and policy, sis. Mm-hmm. So let's let's break that down a bit. How was the research and policy side of things? Because I feel like a lot of people love to throw in the words anti-black racism, mm-hmm. anti-oppression, decolonization, no, decolonization practices, um, and using this in their research. So what was the tea? How was that like? Were people was it just a fluff? Was it like were people actually like standing behind the words and making sure the work was being produced and mm-hmm. in a safe way? What was it like? Yeah, I feel like people from my experiences in my masters with other students these are just buzzwords you know people mm-hmm. don't live at each every day it's just a buzzword to like get that equity check mark mm-hmm. and um, a lot of researchers are super harmful and they think about their own agenda like they either want you know more pay they want to get into their PhD their doctorates mm-hmm. 100% um, they're trying to produce work to build their own portfolio it's like very selfish field and it's they, so ironic yeah it's so selfish Even community researchers are some of the most selfish people out there Right, <laughs> because they just enter these spaces like they just go handpick these indigenous people, five of them, ask them a bunch of questions, and then dump them back off. Like, oh my God. you know, there's no relationship building rapport. They never come back with like you made you made suggestions in your mm-hmm. research, but like who did you share those suggestions with? Right, <laughs> get them their diary like, and call yeah, them exactly. So I think it's a like really hard space because a lot of people are performative researchers, oh, so and performative. they're and they're feeding into that like academic like that white academic thing where you have to produce produce <laughs> produce 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 like exactly. so much like they produce theories about us that we don't even know I, exist I don't, like, <laughs> so, so they told me, like, like this is what you need in life and I'm like I, I, I'm yeah. sorry I didn't know I needed this thank you for saving me for whatever was going on yeah. I really appreciate it so problematic no, what a mess what a mess <laughs> so problematic oh my god no because like I was like even the fact that there's even a research and policy side of mm-hmm. social work mm-hmm. that's just a whole nother level because I think people only see it from like they kind of stigmatize everyone. It's like, oh, you're just your case manager, your mm-hmm. case worker, just dealing with people who are in different living circumstances, different mm-hmm. um, demographics, people with different statuses in mm-hmm. Canada. So they're not really looking at the research side of things. And sometimes like, you look at the authors, like some of these publishing, and like, you know, this is what women need. It's what mm-hmm. black women need. I'm like, who's writing this? Yeah. Who's, who's, who's doing this? Exactly. But that kind of leads to like the the problematic side of social work, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like hearing this from sometimes some of my friends, like community, especially in high school more so, not now, mm-hmm. um, of like kind of like the problematic side of like social working and how it's like draining and yeah. sometimes toxic and sometimes like people like stigmatize and they, they're very discriminatory against a certain group. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there's a certain face that is attached in terms of the clientele mm-hmm. that some social workers see mm-hmm. so how did how did you see that happening in the field like where it's like you know like people are being discriminated against there's racist practices there's a little bit of corruption here and there obviously with the way like cases are being dealt with so mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you've seen mm-hmm. in that kind of arena Oh, that's such a good question. I have stories for days, so let me just try to narrow <laughs> them in. Them. Because, like, traditionally, social work is a very, like, white women industry. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the people who took over with their, like, white savior complex. They were like, let me help these Stay poor well. black kids. Ooh. Let me, you know, pour back into the hood, even though, you know, I don't know. You have no experience <laughs> you never, the hood You've never been there. Exactly. So yeah. it's very, like, rooted in white savior. You know, the first social workers ever, like, went and, like, took indigenous people from their homes, right? Like, they lied to mothers and, and fathers mm-hmm. of indigenous families and they stole their children and brought them to residential schools, right? So that was like the first, like, mm-hmm. social work is a very colonial yeah. setting, mm-hmm. you know, and like, although I'm in the field, I recognize all of the the historical and current, you know, violence mm-hmm. that occurs, like, yeah. at the hands of social workers. And so by no means, like, do I really, like, I, I say I'm a social worker because I study five years, so just let me say it, you know? <laughs> but I don't really, yeah. <laughs> but I don't really identify with that. Like, I prefer just to be, like, a community worker, you okay. know? Like, that's, I see. you know? Ah, because it's okay. just so toxic, right? Like, no, the, the history. But um, in these settings, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I really have to think. Like, they're no, so trash. Like, social workers are the worst. Um, but I worked in um, housing and homelessness for the city of Toronto. Ooh, and the sis. things that I heard out of my colleagues, like, that took me out. <laughs> like I said, that's when I, at first I was like, okay, government, you have to work in government to make money. That was, like, mm-hmm. always what I understood as well, city, too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I forced my way into there. I got into it, and then I skirted out so quickly because... Let me be careful what I say. 
<laughs> Where did they find their employment history? Yeah, yeah. Um, you said Chelsea Davenport? There are people in the city doing amazing work. No, and no, there's no. also people who are... Workplaces, like, call, like, yeah. like yeah, exactly. cultural settings where it's, like, it's yeah. not really... It's very problematic. Yeah, it's not it. Like, I've seen people, like, talk about, like, um, oh, we don't have enough room for these, like, refugees. Like, why do they keep coming in? Like, what are we going to yeah. do with them? They're taking up all our space and mm-hmm. resources. Um, I've heard things like... Uh, people not understanding why a young Somali family wants to eat their traditional food when they arrive here and not cold leftover pizza that somebody donated like saying like they should be grateful exactly that whole like they should just be grateful that we're giving them three day old pizza you know (laughs) yo like kiss the ground you walk on type of situation exactly like this mentality Uh is so sick and it's like literally rooted in the policy level and programming level as well and yeah people just saying like oh like don't, don't even bother with them like they're like, they're never going to make it. Like, don't invest in these people. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, so many comments that were so violent and just showed, dropping. like, yeah. yeah. It just showed that you don't actually care, you know, for these communities. Or you don't want to see these people win. No, 100%. 100%. <laughs> the things you see at the city level kind of prevents you from yeah. the provincial. Like, if this is what the city level looks like, let it me not tap into government for weird. two seconds. No, it does get worse. And there's, like, so much... There's even barriers of accessing that type of employment. Uh-huh. So once you're inside and you see what the situation is, it's like, you need to tell me I've been applying, applying. I get in and this is the kind of... Yeah. I see. I said, mm, let me subtract myself from the situation. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes the pay, like, it's just not worth it. Like, what does that do to, What does that do to you as a person? Mm-hmm. So uh, have, have you seen those kind of effects? Like, how does it weighed on you in, in those instances where you're like... No, I, I can't handle this. Like, what is <laughs> side? Yeah. I think my yeah. biggest fear in those spaces that is that I start to conform. Like, mm-hmm. whenever I'm around people who, like, just don't care, aren't passionate, or just don't get it, I get so scared mm-hmm. that I am going to become like that, and that's why I exit so quick. Because I'm like, no, like, no. Like, I never want this to be We're the norm. This. Yeah, like, <laughs> I always want to be going at 110. I always want to be giving it my yeah. all. And when I'm in spaces where people don't, I just cut. Like, I don't even stay long <laughs> enough to figure out what will happen to me. I don't me. even give a resignation. Yeah, it is like, what it is. I'm gone. <laughs> You'll never see me again. You know, Chelsea, you never known her. Exactly. Like, I, I'd rather get paid less and do and be around people who get it than get paid more and I'm just like mm-hmm. that equity check mark for a company. You know? Oh, you're black? Oh, amazing. Where you come from? <laughs> Different regions. Exactly. But you have no <laughs> voice at the company. You have it no... Is, you know, no, I can imagine. There, and especially the toxic, like how it probably is with microaggressions, mm-hmm. workplace, like bling, gossip. So... Oh my God, let me... Hey, stop with the list. I feel like everyone else is <laughs> getting cheesed with us right now. Yeah. No, but like on the flip side, let me let's just pivot a bit to post grad life. This mm. is what we all aspire to. I know I aspire yep. to post grad life. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your next step after completing a bachelor's and master's? So, mm. what did you work full time? Your side hustles, your dreams and aspirations. What did you do, sis? I said, wow, that's a lot of OSAP. Let <laughs> 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 me get a job. I'm crying. Um, no, but for me, for real, I went back to, like, the places that I, I felt included, where I felt heard mm-hmm. um, in my, like, I took a lot of placements and internships during my years so that I could figure out, like, where I belong, what works for me, mm-hmm. places where I think that are actually creating really right. good change. So then I went back down my list, and, you know, I wish people a uh, uh, happy birthday, uh, <laughs> happy new year. <laughs> I was like in everybody's emails. I was texting like you know if I had their number, I was texting them saying oh like, God, oh my goodness, did your daughter ever get married? You know, I was doing I was doing the thing. You know, I was I was networking and communicating to the best of my ability. No, I love and that. then that led to like a bunch of different conversations. So I had people reach out to me in the Rexdale community at Albion. I don't think. Maybe I did, like, an informal interview, but I never had to do a formal interview just because oh, I already that. was in a lot of these spaces. And I just did that, like, you know, that communication networking. networking. Like, hey, yeah, you know? it's worth it because interviews are scary. No, that's your teaching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. Can't relate to them, but, you know, they're very scary for people. Yeah. No, but, like, that... that says you're opening up a whole new door of networking because <laughs> I need the information. Yeah. No, but, like, on that note, because, like, obviously you're networking, you're talking to people, you're like, listen... You need some help. Mm-hmm. I need a job. Let's make something work. Right? Exactly. So no one's ever going to say no. Like, for example, if an organization like, oh, you really need this person to fill in that role, mm-hmm. you know, you can get the skills, learn it, just help us in that area. Obviously, they're going to be like, come on board. Yeah. But like, what were the other things like 
working full time because you saw the debt and we all see the interest. <laughs> God, um, it's just like adding some more limits to this thing. But but you saw all that. Like, what was another aspect that you did besides full time? Oh well, uh, you know we have to have side hustles because you never know in this economy <laughs> what's gonna happen. You never know who's getting on the chopping block. Yeah, so um, I also worked um, during that. I think I took a few months off in between, mm. but um, yeah, I definitely did take a few months off to kind of help build um, uh, a business. I don't know business words, you know, so I don't even like to call it a business because it's not. Aww. It's just like a passion project to me. But Aww. yeah, to build this passion project um, with my good friend Cowie called Sankofa Stoles. So hey, we also started okay, that. okay, you got to plug yourself. Come on now. Yeah, you know, we all got bills to pay, but it's a passion project. Mm-hmm. So you also have your soul to feed. Yes. But so talking about your Sankofa Stoles business. Mm-hmm. Why did you just start to st- why did you or why did you and your partner decide to start that business? Like what was it that you're like mm. this is what the market needs. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to provide. Okay, so this is another story like I'm a storyteller. So hey, <laughs> So basically I when I was graduating from a university in my undergrad, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was a student leader at the school. I um, was always like planning, you know, froshes, uh, panels, events. Okay. And I was like, okay, like I have this position and I know about um, kente stoles, like being Ghanaian. And I said it would be great if we could bring a kente stole, which is this traditional garment that was originating in West Africa, Ghana, but is now used by black people all over to like celebrate their pride and their heritage of like being black and overcoming, you know, okay. the education system. <laughs> so I was like, this is exactly what we need here at this university. And I would love to see it implemented more in Toronto and Canada overall. So I, me and my friend Cowie, we pitched like this big presentation to our dean's office explaining the history of Kente okay. Stoles. Yeah. And we were like saying that the importance and that you would be like ground, you'd be doing something new and unique but also so meaningful you know y'all were so productive My yeah God. we had the budget I think we were asking for $5,000 <laughs> um, to get these kente made and we didn't have a business at this point right we were mm-hmm. just students that really wanted to see this you know and we got rejected uh, what <laughs> oh come on now you gotta <laughs> we, name the university then we were rejected <laughs> oh my god uh, right uh, they were like this is not possible it goes against our like uh, they have to wear the standard regalia like you're not allowed to add anything even if that thing you're adding is cultural which I thought was really messed up because I was like well how black people maybe want to express themselves at this important ceremony might look different than a white person right so we should allow them to do that but no, they said there's something to to, to wear this. Like I can't say stole is almost like a scarf. Like it looks like yeah, a scarf. Yeah. And so to wear this scarf, they said it would take maybe two years. It'd have to be passed by a bunch of people. And like, you're not allowed to wear it. For a scarf? A scarf. Wow. Around my neck. <laughs> On my own graduation. Exactly. After paying $40,000 to this <laughs> right. institution, I can't wear my own cultural scarf. Right. And you're about to make me wear some dingy reusable <laughs> cleans and dry cleans after every single year? The audacity. Oh like, my God. I was actually shocked. And I think what frustrated me more is because I was I was asking for five thousand dollars that time. Yeah, and I built a relationship with my dean. Like it was really good. And I, like in the beginning of the year, I had asked for like sixty thousand dollars or something, and I got it. And it was just some useless party or something. Like wow. you know, like just throwing a party, social event, and they were giving sixty thousand dollars. They're giving twenty thousand dollars for merch and hoodies and sweaters. But now I'm asking for five thousand dollars to honor and recognize the unique experiences of Black graduates. So and I got it. She was a penny pincher at that point. She. I, Oh, so now the money's run out. (laughs) Oh, so now I'm not allowed to do this. Exactly. Now I ain't got no money. Funding is tight. Exactly. We're in debt. All the type of... (laughs) (laughs) You've never heard about the $60,000 event, but... But... $1,000? Oh, my God. Let me close my eyes. On a traditional garment. Like, that's wild to me. Yeah. And I said, like, you people are disrespectful. You clearly don't actually care about the black community unless we're dancing or performing in front of you. (laughs) That's giving... (laughs) Even that in itself is giving black colonial vibes. Exactly. So, of course, I did it anyway. I was Mm. like, what the heck? I don't have $5,000, you know, but I have a a few hundred dollars and I can get a few for my friends and we can wear it despite what the policy says, right? So we just bought with our own money, Cowie and I, we bought a few, we put them on our friends and we wore them anyway, like despite what they said. I love it. (laughs) So we showed up and it it, it was like a bit awkward sometimes. Like I had some people like stop me and say like, oh, like and touch my country stool and be like, oh, why are you wearing that? Like, who is this? Like, are you doing, who said? And I was just... Uh, 
I just kept moving. Like, are you really gonna tackle me? I was like, are you gonna tackle me in front of my friends and family? You're not gonna tackle me. So I would just like brush the person off and keep moving. Like, I got my degree already. There's nothing they can do. Absolutely. So we just took up space. We did our thing, and like everyone loved it. And that's when we realized obsessed. We be crying, happy tears. Yeah. And so when we just did it and like bet on ourselves, like. Everyone was taking photo of us, photos of us. Every auntie okay. and uncle was like, I want my kid to have one. Where can I get it? And then we realized, yeah, like, pinnacles like, accepted. Yeah. This the is, African black No, my God. This could be a business. That's it could be a business, but y'all just, something so simple. Like, something in your eyes. You're like, mm-hmm. we're wearing the stoles. I, I could care less. Kick rocks. I got exactly. my degree. I got my paperwork. What are exactly. you going to do? Kick me out of the building? Mm-hmm. No, but even that and how that triggered... I'm getting excited. Yeah. By the way, I need one of those stoles for my graduation. Yes, period. <laughs> I need a couple more. But like, <laughs> no, because it's so positive. Like, I think it was so amazing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, it need, you need the pride, the pride yeah. that comes like that attached to that. Like, your journey was different. Right. So you it should was. look different. You exactly. should stand out. You don't need exactly. a generic, you know, blue and capping gown. <laughs> and just like walk across stage as mm-hmm. if like your experiences were like that much similar. Like, mm-hmm. easy, no problems. Like, no, yes. like we're going to acknowledge from the barriers that we exist that exist like that mm-hmm. really prohibited us from moving forward with an yes. education I think they really think it's easy for everyone <laughs> like universe is like oh evil playing field no one understands like mm-hmm. the different like repercussions that come with that right mm-hmm. so like from that where did that take you because mm-hmm. obviously you guys are like look at the stole yeah <laughs> aunties like, listen you got the aunties and uncles approval yeah also a stamp of approval come yes. on now so we obviously knew it was going to be challenging because yeah. um like a school like our undergrad school didn't get it so we knew we have to start like from the community level and do our best so we just wore the stoles everyone was taking our photo everyone thought we we're famous or celebrities or something doing a speech we got all this free promo because <laughs> snap 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 picture 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 and so we started off with I think maybe like five stoles we took pictures mm-hmm. of our friends we started the um, Instagram page and we just started posting and we put like uh, inspirational quotes or like reflections that some of the graduates okay. had um, when they wore the stole how they felt and just expressing their accomplishments and journeys and then people started to care I guess <laughs> or they started to <laughs> recognize to yeah and so it took a lot of I think at the beginning like education work mm-hmm. uh, because it's a new it's new in Canada like even if you're um uh, like African and stuff, and you might not know exactly what this like mm-hmm. product or symbolizes or what it means. Right. So we wanted to let people know, like this isn't just a Ghanaian thing. This isn't you know just a West African thing. Like you all can wear this, and it can connect you all in some way or another. It can connect all of us together. No. So we did a lot of education, like Instagram lives and posting, like on our page. You guys are the <laughs> pinnacle. I love it. Yeah, we just kept really going, 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 and. What do you know? One year later, we get in our emails, and that same university (laughs) said, I would like to order 200 stoles. And we were, like, screaming. We're, like, the people who rejected us and now came back to order 200, right? Exactly. So they're they're paying us. Like, they're, like, <laughs> cha-ching. Like, we were Money's so happy. So they finally got it. Like, they saw the education piece. They saw the smiles, the emotions the from all the youth. The hard work. Uh, yeah. And they were, like, whoa, they're doing something big here. And we didn't get it at first, you know? Yeah. But uh, once they saw it in action, like, I think... It we, take, landed. we take credit for that. Exactly. <laughs> they're former students of ours. They're us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know what they're doing. No. So that's 200. Yeah, they bought 200 from us in our first year. And that really, like, gave us the... The push. Yeah, the yeah. push. Like, okay, we can do this. Like, it's oh. worth it. And, yeah, we just keep on emailing, like, meeting with different schools and, like, teaching them about this product and, like, the importance of, like, celebrating their black students. I'm so excited. My yeah. heart is so happy just And then we just that. keep growing and growing, growing small. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. No, and honestly, taking a look at your website, because I was like, again, I need to order. Mm-hmm. And just, like, seeing, like, how you have it for, like, different universities, but also, like, what I really appreciated that you guys did was, like, some, like, on black excellence. Like, mm-hmm. not even just, like, specific to, like, schools, but, like, just to the individual. Like, yeah. this is how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how, this is your accomplishment. Not to take away to any individual school, but this is your accomplishment. This is what you were able exactly. to create. 
be proud of that. Mm-hmm. You know, despite all the odds. That's what I appreciate. It's the in little the things for me. Oh, and I'll talk about the blank. You no, know, and then the blank souls like giving people the option. It's like yes. you know how they want to represent themselves. Mm-hmm. What did, what do they want to say? Yeah. So you guys really thought about like everything down to like the details of like yeah. marketing and promoting your products. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm, I'm really glad you noticed that. I'm listen. I'm an observer. I love <laughs> when people get the details. Y'all have clutch. I was like, yes. let me order fifteen. <laughs> no, but I'm obsessed, and I love how like goal oriented you guys were, mm-hmm. and that education aspect that was so important for you guys mm-hmm. to address and mm-hmm. speak about, right? Yeah, because a lot of times, like even the situations of like the dean rejecting it at first, it comes sometimes from places of ignorance and like mm-hmm. not understanding the purpose of it, right? And mm-hmm. they just see it as like you're not following school guidelines, mm-hmm. and for a.k.a. historic institution, it's going to take so long for us to reverse this yes. decision, even though it's just a stole. It's like, <laughs> simple. Stole. you're, you're going to fight for a stole? Like, you're going to go in. through all these applications <laughs> that no one has predated? Like, it mm-hmm. makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So, you guys doing on that business, because it, it does take a lot of work. I'm hearing from you guys. Mm, yeah. I'm getting out of breath. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. So, how are you able to balance, like, working towards your business, quite literally mm. your dream, mm-hmm. and working a full-time job with your side hustles? Like, how did you find balancing the two? Mm-hmm. And did you find a balance? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I still Same. learn every day. Like, yeah. and I learn, I learn from people like you, to be honest. <laughs> because <laughs> you taught me a lot about boundaries, and that's something that I never had. Um, I just thought that I always had to give, like, 110% of myself uh, to every single place and person. And I realized, like, that's going to lead me down a path of destruction, you know, of my 100%, mental health. 100%. I'm going to burn out, and I and I don't want to do that. I'm too young to be this tired, you know? No, <laughs> I'm too young, and this is my youth. Like, yes. I always tell people, listen, I'm not saying don't be there for your community. I'm not saying don't be there for our work. But let me just tell you, mm-hmm. when you're not good, you are by yourself. Mm. No matter how much community everyone's with you, you have to sit with yourself. Yeah. So if you're drained and if you're tired and you're finding like I'm being so depleted, mm-hmm. put those boundaries in place. Mm-hmm. The people that get it, get it. <laughs> the girls that don't, don't. You don't right. gotta like, you know, justify anything. Like no. people will just know. Yeah. I'm not, I can't do that. Well, why not? Because I know this is your realm. It's my realm. I didn't ask you to take advantage of my realm. Like, you don't, that, means, that doesn't mean you can abuse me or you're right? entitled to all my time. I know this. Like Even though like oh and you gosh. have to understand those relationships, too, because mm-hmm. sometimes people are open to that and they don't mind. But like mm. some people are more like, you know, like, nah, I don't. My time is very limited. <laughs> Love you, but my time is very limited. I yeah. cannot do this. And you have to respect that. Yeah. yeah. It's so important. Like, uh, honestly, like just hearing you say, no, bye, checking out. <laughs> Five o'clock, and I was like, "Wow! Like this confidence and energy." Y'all don't pay me past five, and even if you paid me past five, I would reject it. I'm not like my time. You know, what's so funny. A nine to five, and you'll get into. Mm. We'll get into this. A mm. nine to five. Imagine taking my nine to five. Mm-hmm. That's still my nine to five. I decided to be put in this situation. Yeah, and then you want me after five? Kick rocks. Okay. I do not want that. <laughs> I. It's not even being all high and mighty, but I'm like. I, I mm-hmm. no, I, that's the thing. I think you do this in the most humble way possible. Like that's what that's what you showed me. Like it's not you're not rude or entitled by no. protecting your peace and your time. Can we have a meeting? Sorry, like if it's a nine to five, abide by your contract. Abide by your contract. Yeah. How are you supposed to break your contract? Like imagine when we work together. So I would answer the phone and they'd be like, "Are you gonna link her in?" I'd be like, "No, <laughs> no." And that's like, one thing I respected about Chelsea. Let me find about Chelsea. That. She she gets it. No, no, I'm not linking her in. What is this? <laughs> like, make it quick. No, but even that act in of itself, mm-hmm. it shows them, like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't be even calling, period. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, it was slow. At first, I was, like, protecting your piece of time because I was, like, because you set such a good boundary that I was, like, let's not, you know, abuse yeah, yeah. this beautiful gift that we have. <laughs> and then as I was protecting your time, I was, like, wait a second. What do you mean, Like, what do you mean? Like, you're calling me up, but she's off the clock. Exactly. off the clock, too. Exactly. And then, like, yeah, it's a triple effect. It, I'm just like, you start to reevaluate. You're like, because mm-hmm. you can, you can, you're the only one that can make this that decision for you, right? You're like, right. unless you see something, you're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm being like that. Because mm-hmm. there's, listen, and 
if it's an emergency, I'm not your point of contact. Period. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, why am I your point of contact? Mm-hmm. I, you're my point of contact. <laughs> if something happens, yeah. like, hello. So yeah. I think that's why people need to understand, like, placing those boundaries, mm-hmm. and it does you wonders. Yes, I'm telling you, it does. even though that like five to whatever you go to sleep is like that limited time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, that's just what you need to recuperate. Yeah, and just like be to yourself, and exactly. just like not be boggled down. Because work is work. Don't mm-hmm. get it twisted. Mm-hmm. As much as you love your work or like mm-hmm. I don't think anyone like loves 110% because there's still aspects of it that are we're, we're drained and tired right yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. why like as much as you like your work you need to make sure you're good at the end of the day yeah. like you're the only one that can like cover for yourself like that's no so one's true gonna know your despair mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly you know or the stress that you go through so it's just like being being respectful obviously you're not gonna come at disrespectful like no one bother me past 10 or something like that mm-hmm. but like I, and also that comes with people understanding those boundaries so mm-hmm. they don't have to make those assumptions exactly right? like you be reasonable with it but yeah just be reasonable protect your peace at all costs no no 100% yeah. can you imagine like we have the weekend and someone's like I need you to do this for me I'm like Come to me in the business day on Monday. Yeah, like it can, and also like half the things that are just were disturbing my peace were never uh, important. They were, they were never worthwhile. <laughs> like, yeah, they were never actual crises. Like when I worked in like more frontline work, you know, mm-hmm. if something happens, you know, if someone's in crisis, like someone has suicidal ideation, that to me is That's like yeah, I'm I'm there, I'm present. But it would be like, did you remember to send the email to somebody <laughs> that we're meeting in three weeks? I'm like, that's sorry, like. <laughs> I'm trying to understand how this has anything to do with me on a Saturday afternoon, you know? <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, my God. You know, like it was never that important. Never that serious. <laughs> yeah. It was never that deep. No. Like, the world is still fine. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed when crisis is like that, quote, unquote? Mm-hmm. And it's like the world is fine. Exactly. Every, everyone's still moving. It's okay. It's really okay. No. And then people, have you noticed, in your personal opinion, people try to push their stress on you where it's mm-hmm. like how are you not feeling that way mm. how are you not pressed and tired I'm like life has me already exhausted can you imagine yes. this kind of <laughs> yeah, that's another thing you taught me <laughs> like there was in our workplace there would be fires going off and you would just be like anyways so I'm gonna go do this this weekend and I'm really excited to eat this new food and I'd be Literally. like I'm about to cry <laughs> right now <laughs> and you're telling me about what food you're gonna eat <laughs> but the restaurant I'm really excited like yeah. I'm just I've been going trying to go here for weeks. Everyone else is like stress beyond me. I'm like, yeah, you just didn't let it like get to you personally, you nah. know. Or else you're really good at just like managing no, it. No, you know that meme where it's like that person in a box and like the fires yeah, are going around. I know the exact. You got to. You got. Sometimes you just gotta like protect yourself yeah. at the end of the day. Like, it's not worth the mental stress. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're paying me bricks or if you're paying me like I can own a yacht in the next two years. <laughs> it is not <laughs> worth it. Yeah, it's not so worth true. it. And I think also, like, the expectation for black women is so different that it makes mm. me more frustrated. Like, people really think they're entitled to our time. Let's get into it. Let's get into more it. More than other folks. So then when I realized that, I was like, wait a second. So my white colleagues aren't being called at 7 p.m. on mm-hmm. a Friday. Mm-hmm. My white colleagues aren't being called at 6 a.m. on a Monday. Like, they're not putting in 12 and 10 hours. Nope. So then why should me in a nap, you know? No, 100%. Like, what what makes you think I'm any different? Mm. <laughs> but you know what? Even goes back to, like, me- like, and we're going to get into this now, mental health. Mm. Self care. I feel like, especially for us as Black women, yeah, we're we're way past the point of being tired. Mm. The moments, like for example, your white counterpart's like, oh, "I'm tired. I gotta take a break." We're like literally on the cusp of being burnt out, mm-hmm. but we're the only ones that can be like, especially in these like dominated spaces. Like mm-hmm. we, we're the only ones that can be counted on and mm. talk to, and you get it right. Like yeah. you can be dependable, and I'm like, sometimes I don't want to be dependable. This is what it takes. <laughs> So true. <laughs> like, I just want to rest. Yeah, sometimes, like the way people bother you is like you're their emergency contact. Yeah, this shit pops off. Exactly. It, it, like it, it makes no sense. So like, mm-hmm. what are some of the ways that you're kind of implementing self care, whether mm-hmm. it be for your business, your passion projects, your side hustle, community work, mm-hmm. even your full time job? Like, what are you doing? What is Chelsea doing <laughs> to make sure she's good? Um, you know, at first. I would be like, okay, I go on vacation once a month or I go away for once a month, I go back home and that's enough. But then I realized that like, (laughs) this is also a little bit problematic because I work 12 hours, you know, for the rest of 300 other days and then I go away for like, whatever, 60 days. So I realized it needs to be like a balance, you know, in terms of like, I need to find time for myself like every day. 
You know, mm-hmm. you don't just don't just wait until December it comes around again. Chelsea, <laughs> she's living our best life. Yeah. So I I just now for me like every single day I do something for me. You know, Aww. that's it. And I schedule it. Like if you look at my calendar, it will show you. Like I go to the gym and I just like don't okay. answer anything. I'll be in the gym or I'll cook something like super yummy or I'll go shopping. You know, like I just love shopping. So <laughs> I'll just and I'll do it in. In the middle of the day. <laughs> no, I love it. Please, I hope no one. I hope no one hears this. That I shouldn't be hearing this, but no. Listen, I will do it on your work comfort. done. But I get a one hour break. I'm, um, I'm entitled to my one hour break. So I'm if I choose to go to Yorkdale Mall on my one hour day break, then that's what I choose to do. Like, <laughs> you, know, you call in the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so I carve out time for me in the middle of the day. I don't wait until I finish every single what? thing that somebody else has asked me to do. Love it. You know, love I it. just twelve o'clock, three o'clock. I no, but I if leave. you're asking me to do it, why don't you do it? So I'm true. public. Exactly. <laughs> Leave me alone. You know, so. <laughs> if it's such an urgency <laughs> and you need this within the next two seconds after dropping your shopping bag, yeah. why don't you do it? <laughs> so true. <laughs> like, you, you, some people act like it's impossible. Like, you mm. leave, it's like the world just flipped. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, you were doing this with <laughs> diapers, it's fine. <laughs> it's, you can do it. Exactly. You can survive. I'm not your servant. No, but. <laughs> I'm not your servant. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not anything of that sort. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to take care of me and live my best life. Yeah, that's cute though. Like doing s- little stuff. Like shopping is a big thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like you just want to take time for yourself mm-hmm. that exactly. you can just breathe into and also spend your hard-earned money. Imagine yeah. like work, 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 and never. I mean, you have a fat savings account. Bless you. But but how that savings account is going to stay like after mm-hmm. like you pass on like what's what's gonna be the vibe right yeah exactly it makes no sense it makes no sense but speaking on those same individuals talking (laughs) but obviously you got through this point with hard work with dedication Mm -hmm. just like with amazing positive vibes and also a lot of passion Mm -hmm. going back to that word Mm -hmm. so like what role did mentorship play right Mm -hmm. and support like play in kind of developing and helping you out in either navigating through the social work field or just like entrepreneurship building your business and being a community worker Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um you know I think mentorship is really important uh but I don't think I have any formal mentor. I was reflecting on that, too. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think... I have people who inspire me, who, like, encourage me and motivate me and help me. But no one, like, specifically that mm. was invested in me and seeing me win, like, even in my family and stuff. Mm. And so, um, because I had that experience, I think that's why I devote so much of myself into mentoring others. You know? Like, yeah. I'm... Old, like, if you guys know... If you tell I'll me that I need... I, you, I need a job, Chelsea. I need someone to edit this essay. I need someone to look at my... Re- I will do it because mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone. You know? Like, that's the that's the reality. And I'm not saying I did this whole thing alone because that's not true. There were still people, you know, who... <laughs> you you say that the people... Yeah, no. There were so many people that I met along the way that believed in me and, like, uh-huh. betted on me. So uh-huh. I recognize those people and I'm very grateful. But for the most part, like you know since I was in grade 12 like I did this I did this like alone you know I had to navigate like you know new city new places um, new workspaces on my own like you know I used to sit and do the interview like and go through five interviews do an exam just so that I could be at the city of Toronto you know I didn't have a connection on the inside you know like I I studied I practiced a million times with my roommate until like she was tired of hearing my voice Um, (laughs) but now that I've been able to enter so many of these spaces and build all these little relationships and connections that's why I invest so much time into like mentoring others so that Mm -hmm. They don't have to do this. You don't have to do this alone. Like, if you have a question about, like, what's a bird course at Ryerson, ask me, I'll tell you, you know? Mm -hmm. If you want, like, to know about a professor, be connected with people, like, I don't gatekeep any of my experiences, grants, or or networks. Like everything she said was facts. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in it to to gatekeep or to be like the best social the worker. The, yeah, I'm not. I, I could care less if I found out somebody wants my job. Take it. I'm tired. <laughs> like that's a subtle cry for help. <laughs> but no, yeah, but listen, that's like that's my experience. Mm-hmm. Yo, so true. You know what? You even make me question, and I like remember this. It's like yes, you have people guiding you, mm-hmm. but to have a mentor. Yeah. I don't. I think a lot of us confuse conflate the two. I'm going to be super real mm-hmm, with you. Mm-hmm. I think like yeah, we have amazing people in our program, and we cling on to that one black prof. Um, <laughs> bless their heart. Everybody has that one. Yeah, everyone has that one black prof that's like <laughs> the representative for people of color and black people. Period. Exactly. But it like it's like to have someone that was through your journey, and a lot of us had to figure out life. Like, yeah. I think like even from high school, 
guidance counselors are sh- like a mess. Mm-hmm. And they streamline us. Says, mm-hmm. My guidance counselor is a mentor. Something wrong. I'm worried for you. Mm-hmm. Because the one that I had at my school <laughs> completely flipped your career. Yeah. You know, maybe you can look at college as an option. And there's yes. nothing wrong with college. I say this, but if a but person a is so dead, yeah, so, someone's so dead set into something mm-hmm. and you're kind of streamlining them into a specific field like based on their marks. Mm-hmm. Like, to be honest with you, like, Math and science doesn't dictate if you're a smart person. A hundred and ten. There's book smart and there's street smart. And there's yeah. smart smart. There's people who like work harder. Uh, no, work, like work be smarter and mm-hmm. like work smarter, mm-hmm. not harder. Yeah. And people get mad when it's like, how do you do this? You don't even know X, Y, and Z. <laughs> I'm like, because guess what? I got my head from the gutter of the textbook, <laughs> and I looked around, and I'm yeah. like, this is not it. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> and you so work true. your way through. So a lot of us, yeah. like, we have people. We look up to yeah. as like a mentor figure, but mm-hmm. even that role is such a big shoe to fill, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of like differentiates people between, yeah, they helped me along the way and they leaded me, and that might be a, one form of mentorship, but yeah. like having someone there yeah. to kind of help you out. Yeah, and like a consistent person. Like, I feel like a lot of people in the community, yeah. they don't have that. Like, mm-hmm. people just come and go out of our lives all the time, and like they don't actually like commit to seeing us win till the end, you know? Oh, a word. <laughs> Ugh, no, so but it's bad. true. A lot of you, and that like comes with like a lack of representation. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. like even finding mentorship, mentors mm-hmm. can like boil down to like what field are you in? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Who are you looking to? Exactly. And gatekeeping is such a big thing. And I tell people, it's like you're blocking your own blessings by mm-hmm. becoming a gatekeeper. As in, <laughs> like, like, can you imagine? Like, I'm becoming. A, if someone proudly like you know like gatekeeps, and like I'm like why? Why? Like it's not like you can work 15, 10 different jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so you're weird. gatekeeping the same job. Yeah. You're working full time or part time. It does not look. It's not a cute look, sis. Yeah, you being a gatekeeper is not a cute it's look. It's not. And like you, I feel like everything is just like once you're help, like helping people mm-hmm. and getting them. Like there's no better feeling. And it's not mm-hmm. even just like stroking the ego kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it's like you known like you didn't have that kind of support exactly. so to be able to provide that to someone. Yeah, it, like it means so much. And like as black people, like we don't have to struggle. We don't. <laughs> Let me get off my chair. I, I, we don't need to struggle. So if you have resources, financial or connections, just I got here with hard work. Yeah. You need to like. Ju- I'm like that's not. We got here for a reason. Exactly. You know? And now we're here. So let's take up space and let's all win together. You know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> on that point, it's like I, I worked was in the trenches. Yeah. You need to be down in the trenches. I'm like, no, no. you don't. Like. If I was in the trenches, you need to be outside of the trenches. Yeah. I, I would actually get more mad if you're in the trenches. Yeah. I, we're not doing our job properly. Exactly. We're not making sure exactly. that you're prompt up into the best possible situation. Because, mm-hmm. like, we, nine times out of ten, we didn't have that. Yeah. So don't, if, if I see everyone, like, be proud of, like, you know, I worked hard and you need to work in the same way. I'm like, no, that's mm. not a... That's not nice, mm-hmm. first of all. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that defeats, yeah. why are we even here? Like, that's not how you create generational wealth. When that's everybody not. has to start from the bottom, just because right? you did. Just because you fought? Yeah. Like, just because you're like, I dealt with X, Y, and Z. You have to deal with X, Y, and Z. That builds character. I'm like, no, that no. doesn't. That builds depression. That breeds mm-hmm. anxiety. And that breeds, like, so many issues. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, what? Like, are you good? Sometimes I'm like, are you good? You look like you're suffering. <laughs> you're suffering. Because, like, you're not getting the help you need. You're not making sure, like, no. Like, generally exactly. worrisome. Like, if this is what you're thinking, like, that's yeah. a flawed way of thinking. Yeah. You're not doing it. <laughs> you're not <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Gotta get checked. Come on now. Well, wrapping up, because I feel like this, uh, this was a beautiful discussion, uh-huh. and I want to continue for hours and hours. Yes. We don't got time like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so usually in this portion, I ask okay. guests to give, like, one piece of advice or, like, a final thought on navigating their respective fields. So, in this mm-hmm. case, like, for you, navigating social work, building a business, starting your dreams, incorporating wellness into your life. Let's, mm-hmm. let's have a word for that. Wow. So, like, what's one piece of advice, like, or final thought you would give? Um, okay, this is so hard because we touched on so many different things, I feel like, right? We did. We did. <laughs> you Sorry, I took me through a roller coaster and... Yeah, okay. you took me through my whole life. I really did. <laughs> my whole entire life up until now. So I don't even know where to drop. She gave drop government from. ID. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, I would say, like, just... I don't know. Be yourself. <laughs> I know that sounds so dramatic. It's been on my drink. <laughs> All right. Like, 
you don't have to conform or make yourself more white or you know less <laughs> feminine or less black you know to to access these spaces like to enter like Beyond government yeah. or management positions or in your master's program like just be unapologetic you like mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to be genuine because people see through it too they really like, do I'm they so really sorry for all y'all you know with your <laughs> Relaxed hair and bleached skin. Uh, <laughs> and she gave a word. She said, "Stop using the products. Call it a day. Love yourself." You know what? Let me not say too much. <laughs> but like, people see through you. Like, I think you know. In every situation, just like be find a spot. Like, just, ah, I can't even explain it. I just want people to be themselves. But I don't want to sound corny and cheesy because I mean it deeper. You know, like I don't know how to just give this advice. Yourself. No, but it's like be yourself. <laughs> Not only that everyone's taken, but it's like yeah. there's something so beautiful mm. about embracing yeah. your individuality. Exactly. Like you are a person yes. in and of itself, even within the black community, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. we, we try to like excel in so many different ways, mm-hmm. but it's like we kind of lose ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. In a lot of sense of like, no, but what Tell makes you you? Like what makes Chelsea Chelsea? Yeah. What makes me me? Like there there's no there's no one like you around exactly unless you have eight other people that look like you in the world exactly I don't know a scientific fact I'm not sure but (laughs) (laughs) I've I've saw like I think four people that looked like me just a disclaimer it was actually so weird like and the fact that you recognize that is music I didn't even yeah I recognized it and then my siblings recognized it like oh my god they turned 2.0 that's so weird (laughs) but anyways no but it's like embrace your individuality yes and it's cheaper it's less expensive oh my gosh and it's less taxing on you emotionally and physically like just own who you are and like the money will come the people will come the like you know the customers will come <laughs> the blessings will flourish yes like once you find yourself and you know who you are and you're confident in that like nobody can stop you and that's what come I realized on. too like you find your power and your worth and then like it doesn't matter you know She's dropping <laughs> quotes and I'm gonna fact track to make sure they're not stolen <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love it. No, but it's so true. I feel like, come on now. Like, it's, yeah. We're in 2022, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I. <laughs> it's getting old. <laughs> Formity is getting old. Come yeah. on. Like, you can really. And you know some dope people. And you, like you said, you can see through that. Yes. Like, you're trying to conform. Exactly. Like, or they're not being authentic. They're fake, you know? Yeah, they try to put up another face with another yeah. face. You just see through it. Like, that's not the yeah. person that you want around. That's not the person you want to work for you or work with mm-hmm. you or partner with you. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you can't be honest, like, what? Mm-hmm. I don't know your personalities. <laughs> you got to be honest. It's like yeah. people will like you. Like, you'll just attract Yes. You attract. So yes. if you put up, like that fake attraction to like those good vibes, mm-hmm. and you're like walking around like why is everyone so toxic and why is everything <laughs> happening to me at once? It's like just yes. embrace your individuality. Yes. I promise you, like better things will come your way. Exactly. I totally agree. You are so good at. It. <laughs> I was really screaming at one point, and you really, you really someone, brought me back down to earth. Someone gave me the sentence. <laughs> yes. Someone, someone gave me a piece of thought. Someone helped me sound. You know. <laughs> Not like. No, 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 <laughs> please. We already have, listen, I always say, we already have, we already have scholars, we mm. have researchers. Yeah. I don't need you coming on. I already <laughs> complained that too many people use synonyms.com. I need people to understand plain language. I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> my brain hurts. My I neck agree. hurts from like going back to the same yes. reading passage. You're fine. It's not by You're force. good. Exactly. And who, who are we doing this for, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. make sure your community gets it. Yes. You know, don't... I feel like for me, like you gotta always remind yourself why you're in the place that you're in. Yeah, that's right? so true. So come on now. Wow. Thank you. This was another great episode. <laughs> I'm gonna invite her back because there's some gems being dropped, and <laughs> I'm gonna expand on them. So thank you, Chelsea. Thank you. So this is your episode. There. <laughs> there it is. I'm ready. Please don't send us to any of my employers. That's all I ask. Or any past universities I went to. (laughs) I still got to build these networks, you know? The way she used the gesture. Like, I really said I go to New York to a mall. I really said <laughs> you even said you wrapped you in the middle of work day. In the beginning. <laughs> like I said too much, but you know what? She's like wrapped Weston, goes to Yorkdale. <laughs> I really said my whole journey to the day. So you know. <laughs> can you imagine I drop bloopers? Okay, I'm gonna finish the episode. Goodbye and good day. Bye. <laughs>